Hi, I'm David Crow, and this is episode 262 of The Infectious Myth. Email me at david.crow at theinfectiousmyth.com, that's crow with an E. Like our page and respond to postings at facebook.com slash theinfectiousmyth. And join our discussion group at facebook.com slash groups slash theinfectiousmyth. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at infectiousmyth. Listen Tuesdays at 2 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time on prn.fm or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or other programs. You can listen to any of the last five episodes over the phone by dialing 701-719-0990 and following the instructions. You can also call the prn.fm voicemail 862-800-6805 and leave a message, your name, and indicate it that it's for the infectious myth. If you dial either of these numbers, long-distance charges may apply. I don't know that you're a listener until I hear from you. So send me a message letting me know how you stay in touch with the show and what you like about it. <clears throat> Thanks to new donors. I don't have the energy to go through them all at this time. But you know that my circumstances have changed since I've been diagnosed with cancer that allopathic doctors agree is quickly terminal. But I'm trying to restore my health with alternatives with some assistance from mainstream medicine, such as fluid removal from my abdomen while my liver hopefully recovers, diuretics to try to remove some of the fluid from my body, and hope that my tumors stabilize or decline. You can make a one-time donation via PayPal using the email david.crow at theinfectiousmyth.com or monthly donations at patreon.com or liberapay.com where we are also infectious myth, one word. We appreciate all our listeners, but I really appreciate those who donate a little. Right now, it's mostly going to my many alternative health treatments, and I appreciate the help. <clears throat> um, even if it's a small amount, it's moral support. And as today, I will report regularly on progress. If I get more energy back, I will continue to have guests in other domains. Thanks for listening and for recommending this show to your friends. Cancer Diary, Part 3, <clears throat> June 23rd, Tuesday, the day of my last um, diary podcast. Woke up with energy, ate small breakfast, one egg, some vegetables, still awake. Rushed to the fish store to get fish to make ceviche and start marinating in lime juice for my family before taping a podcast. Then a rest, then a conference call. Now to prepare food for 12, with the help of my nephew, who has been amazing, staying with me for about a week. Chicken with Mediterranean rub. Fish for those who don't eat chicken, roast veggies. After dinner, I saved. Um, I, I served much of my leftover homemade ice cream that I can't eat, but... My family can get rid of temptation. Sat around in the evening sun, being bugged by the mosquitoes, but that's nothing to do with me in particular. Everybody was. I was exhausted and swollen from edema. A great day, but too much. The largest gathering of my family in a long time. We even had a Zoom call with most of the rest who couldn't join us. 24th was different, got up, ate a little, and had to cancel going to the mountains with my family. 
went back and slept for another two hours and felt at least mentally alert. Spent the day getting caught up on email, um, interspersed with cleaning, because the house was dirty from so many people being over the day before. Enough energy to make mohamara, a Syrian dip made out of red peppers, walnuts, etc. Then went over to eat Lebanese food with my family. Low energy day, but it got better in the afternoon. Um, I didn't think on June 25th that I'd make a walk at 10 a.m. with my family. But um, after a rest after breakfast, I was able to walk up towards the river that is not far from my house and across the bridge. And then I sat in the ice-cold Bow River for 15 minutes. It felt so good. And my legs were more limber afterwards. People may have thought I was crazy. We went to the nature path for our first consult. Some of the possibilities we came up with were IV vitamin C, artemisia, mistletoe protein, zinc, coffee enemas, infrared saunas. He wasn't too enthusiastic about that, but didn't think they'd hurt. Hypothermia targeted on the liver. Cabbage wraps to reduce the edema. The naturopaths surprisingly wanted me to take capacitabine, uh, a chemotherapy, but not the oxaliplatin, which I had already decided not to take. He thought that uh, some capacitabine in my system would help with the hyperthermia. He did note that not everybody. Um, who was prescribed capacitabine, took the whole dose. He told me to get the book Radical Remissions and read it. He was very interested in the NADH substance that I might be able to get from the Duisburgs. He recommended that I stop the milk thistle because other uh, things are more effective for my liver. And we will start IV sessions soon. June 26th. Um, we're still trying to set up regular paracentesis sessions to drain the ascites off my abdomen. Um, today I was very tired, went for a walk, very slow, but air and warmer sun felt good. Perked up by mid-afternoon, hope to drain the fluid at the hospital tomorrow. Um, I got up early, ate a little, packed snacks and reading material, and headed to the emergency department for paracentesis. This is not the ideal way to do it. Uh, it's much better to have scheduled sessions, but nobody's scheduled sessions yet. After blood tests and waiting and waiting for the nurse, waiting for the blood tests, waiting for the doctor, three liters were drained for me. My stomach was flat again. I felt much better. Went home and slept two hours like a baby. My daughter came over for a while to talk about things. My abdomen felt a little bit funny. Seemed like everything in my abdomen was moving back to where it belonged. I ate more easily, went to bed earlier and slept pretty well. Still don't have the report from the naturopath. 
So I emailed the clinic to remind him that I need it. Sunday was a nasty surprise. My abdomen was almost as swollen as before. The liquid must be coming from my edema, which I guess is good news. A couple more procedures, and maybe I would be lighter, thinner, and have more energy. If not, not good news. Mentally, I was alert, but body was sluggish. Eating was still easier. I had some salmon with cream cheese and lemon oil dressing to try to get my protein and fats in. On Monday, I did my first coffee enema. First, you flush your rectum with water. And then coffee, I only did 10 minutes instead of 15. The nature path suggested starting slowly. Have to remember two things about the tube. You got to make sure there's no air bubbles and it's well lubricated. And every time you take it out and put it back in again, you got to lubricate it again. It doesn't really hurt you because you just can't get it in if it's not well lubricated. I could definitely feel stuff moving around inside both during and after. My mental energy was good, but physical energy still low. Um, my abdomen felt a bit weird. My liver got really hot, which I thought for a while was, um, uh, which I thought was a, probably a good thing, the liver working. I had uh, too busy of a day, two sets of visitors. I edited a podcast, um, was interviewed, had a Spanish lesson, uh, went on two little walks, but still had some energy at the end of the day. Tuesday, June 30th, the last day of my first month with cancer. Again, after an active day, the day before, it was a bad day with no energy. Uh, the nature path report finally came through. Uh, we went through it together, had some questions, but the uh, protocol seems to be turkey tail mushrooms s improves cancer survival, mistletoe anti-cancer by IV, zinc reverse fatigue, by IV, vitamin D3, 5,000 units per day, high-dose vitamin C by IV, fish oil uh, has shown to have reductions in cancer deaths, artisanate um, or artemisia, anti-cancer substance from the plant artemisia, Um, and the hypothermia treatments for ascites, frequent paracentitis, but I need to watch the protein levels, and uh, probably the coffee enemas will help as well. I definitely had a bit more energy after uh, we had the first IV session although it wasn't a large amount of fluid because I still haven't been drained again. July 1st is Canada Day. Um, had a discussion with my daughter, the one who's training as an RN. Um, we went for a little walk. I made it around the block. 
after she left, I lay down for an hour. I started processing bone broth I'd made, boiled 24 hours. A few phone calls with friends to break things up. My liver got really, really hot again. I just felt I needed to sit it out. It wasn't hurting, but I couldn't really do anything while it was so hot. I imagined the liver trying to function better and trying to fight off the tumors. Didn't have much appetite today. I need to watch what I'm eating. I'm not eating enough. I, it, by the end of the day, I'd actually made nine containers of bone broth soup. Nice thing about Canada Day, it was a holiday in Canada, so no phone calls from the hospital, no new appointments, all of that. In the afternoon, my liver cooled down. I parted around a little bit um, and then saw that I had a patio invite on my email. Come on over and have a drink. Well, it's not much I can drink these days, mineral water, uh, some juices. But it was nice to sit on the patio with three other people and watch the others drink gin and tonic. I still had some energy when I got home and put the nine containers of bone broth in the freezer. July 2nd, Thursday, I was told I had a scheduled paracentesis on Friday, so I needed to get blood work. So I was excited about that. <clears throat> it was tiring going to the hospital, walking through all the corridors, waiting, getting the blood, retracing my steps. So I collapsed when I got home. I was surprised when I got home that I had notice of an ultrasound appointment on Monday. I didn't know anything about an ultrasound appointment, but it turns out that it's the ultrasound department that does the paracentesis. So I verified that, but now I'd have to spend three more days waiting with a bloated abdomen to get drained. <clears throat> and uh, the naturopath didn't want to do high-dose vitamin C until this was done. So July 3rd at 3 a.m., I got up. I couldn't stand it anymore. Went to emergency. Had another paracentesis. It takes like six or eight hours to do it through emergency because it's not scheduled and you've got to wait for everything. Um, they even did their own blood draw again. They got three liters. They were trying for a fourth, but there seemed to be some problem with the tube or the bottle, but they eventually gave up uh, with three liters, which is a pretty good amount. A little bit later, I went to the naturopath for the first high-dose vitamin C. Um, uh, IV transfusions along with all the other things I mentioned. While I was being IV'd, I mostly snoozed for two hours. I was exhausted. Went to a coronavirus friend for supper. His wife's been living with liver and pancreas cancer for a long time, doing one hormone treatment and trying to use diet, etc. for the rest. Cancer's not really bothering her. They noticed my bandage over the paracentesis hole was leaking fluid. My friend drove me back to the hospital but now it was Friday evening, so it was a three-hour wait to see a doctor who put on a much better bandage. And by midnight, I fell into bed, exhausted, totally exhausted. 
July 4th, happy Independence Day, my dear American friends. Nothing scheduled today, so mostly rested. But did get caught up on laundry and ironing. That's a big accomplishment these days. Downstairs, upstairs, standing for a while. The bandage is leaking fluid again, the ascites. I saw my daughter and my ex-wife this evening for supper. So I picked up some bandages ahead of time and my daughter changed the dressing. Soon soaked again, changed everything. But after I got into bed, I noticed that the bandage was wet, but not leaking. It appears that uh, if the, uh, if I rest with the hole up, then not too much comes out, and uh, that seems to be about the best solution. Leaking for several days is, is not unusual. July 5th, no appointments or anything like that today, so just tried to rest. Some friends came over in the morning. We sat outside and ate fruit for a while. But they could see that I was tired and told me to go lie down. While I was sleeping, they vacuumed half my house and cleaned my kitchen. Incredible. I love all my friends. My ex came over and changed the bandage. We went for a very short walk. When we got back, a neighbor was on the doorstep with a plate of homemade pakoras. Not sure I can eat them, but the gesture was also really sweet. A couple other friends came over in the evening. I feel bad just talking about my own woes, but they'd been in the mountains and they showed me videos of bears, waterfalls, hiking, and we talked about their week-long holiday and it was nice to talk about something happy. It's lovely, but it makes me realize how much mo my mobility has fallen. My daughter came over later and changed the bandage again, leaking again. Um, I'll go to bed. Will I sleep better? July 6th, today. I had my first scheduled parenthesis at 7.30, withdrawing more fluid. This was much faster because they were prepared for me. The doctor had better advice over controlling the leaks. But surprisingly, at the end, he was a little overconfident and put on only a small bandage. After a short rest at home, a friend came and took me to the nature path for my first high-dose vitamin uh, C infusion, along with all the other things, the zinc and the protein, the vitamin B, um, although I think he puts that in later, and... Um, the mistletoe and the artemisia. I picked up a couple more supplements from him, turkey tail mushrooms and omega fatty acids. Um, my ex picked me up and when we got home, she changed my bandage again. When is it gonna stop leaking? After that, I slept deeply for a couple of hours, got up, ate some salmon and cream cheese, watermelon, and start to tape this podcast. Finally, my feelings about all this.
my loss of energy, muscle and fat scares me. Am I on the right track? Am I on the right diet? Not getting many signs of improvement, but I don't have any pain. I don't have any nausea or diarrhea. So everything is not bad. There are people in way worse shape than me. I know treatments take time, but how much time do I have to figure out what works? It seems like something's moving fast inside my body in terms of the loss of energy. And I don't really know what's happening and, and how much time I have to turn this around. I also feel bad that I can no longer do any research. I feel bad that my podcasts are getting short. It's um, a lot of work to do the podcast in my current condition. But I will keep on trying to live as normal a life as possible and trying to do things so I'm not sitting around feeling sorry for myself, which is the worst thing. And now for some feedback. <clears throat> Victor on Podbean. I greatly respect your work and sharing this intimate and critical experience is truly above and beyond the call of duty. I personally am grateful. I'm an alkaline vegan who fairly recently transformed to this lifestyle two and a half years from a roughly vegetarian lifestyle for about 37 years, some fish. I'm a 65-year-old African-American man, if this matters. I'm hopeful that you will win and set a powerful example for thousands of others. Sam, by email, thank you for all your great work. I've learned an immense amount from your podcast and your writing. I was dismayed to hear about your cancer diagnosis, but I believe with the right approach, you can and will recover. I think you're on the right track to avoid sugar and alcohol, doing keto, etc. For my two cents, I would add that getting away from the toxic trap of the modern home is important too. I know from your podcast that you love to get outside and hike. In most modern homes, one is surrounded by unnatural EM radiation. Dr. Samuel Milham in his book, Dirty Electricity, makes an astounding and compelling case for implicating EMF in the rise of many types of cancer that were virtually unknown to mankind until the 20th century. Uh, one comment I have on this is that EM has arisen in parallel with our use of chemicals, which I believe are much more plausible candidates for the causes of cancer. We're just bathed in chemicals and pesticides, cleaning products, cosmetics, in our clothing even, uh, every, everything, and they have risen dramatically, as has the use of electricity and radio. He continues, if you can, try to get outside as much as possible and get natural vitamin D from the sun. Fresh air. I've rapidly cured myself of minor illnesses by going out and just resting in the woods a couple of times. Sounds like new AGPS, but it's absolutely true. My personal plan, if I ever come down with a more serious disease, is to try to go to a remote off-grid cabin without electricity and just stay there. At a minimum, trying to turn off Wi-Fi when you aren't directly using the internet might work. Our body knows how to stave off diseases and, and stay healthy. We just need to remove the man-made toxic influences. 
Ian via email. Thanks for sharing once again. I find it interesting that you're eating less and you've observed improved energy levels. That's not really true. I've observed decreased energy levels. About three months ago, I did a two-week fast, and ever since, I've been eating at least half of what I used to eat, and I have better energy. I've had a small number of occasions where one evening I ate like I used to, and I feel like I've been on the booze all night. But as soon as I return to my new normal, my energy levels return. My wife has also adopted this reduced consumption of food and the benefits associated. It just goes to show how we have incarnated consumption through our diet. It was your show that kept me disciplined to maintain this change, to absorb the all-important content, particularly in relation to COVID-19. Then I needed better energy levels to have the clarity of mind to listen and read the information provided. So be assured that apart from deepening my own reflections, you've indirectly motivated me to maintain healthier ways of living. I have via email. Even though you don't know me, I feel like I kind of know you. Well, a little at least from listening to your podcasts and reading your material. Hearing about your cancer diagnosis was sad for me as well as for your other followers, I'm sure. I'm very hopeful that with your thirst for knowledge and deep thinking, you'll find the right people to help you and figure out how to get well again. Mike, by email, went back to the Jim Gottstein interview. An interesting change of topic with Jim Gottstein, and yet again, the pharmaceutical industry covers itself with less than glory. And while I'm sure there are caring medical professionals in this field, it sounds a bit like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Veering off slightly, I wonder if you've come across Abram Hoffer, a Canadian, as it happens, an MD psychiatrist who promoted the use of niacin, vitamin B3, primarily nicotinic acid, although sometimes known as niacinamide, as an effective alternative to psychiatric drugs. I can all uh, recommend the book Niacin, The Real Story by Hoffer, Harold Foster and Andrew Saul. Saul actually finished the book after Hoffer and Foster had died. Hoffer, who took vitamin C as well as niacin himself in orthomolecular doses, lived a productive life into his 90s like Linus Pauling, also famous for taking vitamin C in large quantities. It's not recorded whether he took niacin. Lee, via Facebook, I just listened to your latest podcast, which disclosed your recent history and personal health challenges. Respect to you. I'm very happy to know that you will continue your public journey through the podcast. My observation is that disease is a great learning opportunity for everyone. Ayadurai has some wonderful advice on boosting our immune responses. He's developed a tool to rebalance anyone's disturbed homeostasis yourbodyyoursystem.com. I wish you all the best, and I'm happy to hear that you have some critical human support. Your work has made a difference in my life. I thank you. Sean, uh, via PayPal. Hello, David. Your efforts and desire to educate and empower others has truly been inspiring and world-changing. I can't thank or give enough to truly express the importance of what you do. God bless to you and your family. It's wonderful to hear that someone so dedicated to the truth is also truly loved and appreciated. Keep fighting. You have my support. Andrew on PayPal. 
Hey, David. I listened to your first episode discussing your cancer and was touched by your candor and willingness to be vulnerable. I haven't listened to the next episode you produced yet. I'm curious if you've looked into Dr. Jason Fung. He wrote The Cancer Code, and although he's a medical doctor and nephrologist, he's very critical of the pharmaceutical dominance of medicine and makes the most compelling case for fasting. My mother-in-law reversed her type 2 diabetes, and another woman I know reversed her polycystic ovarian syndrome using his methods. So you can find his book, The Cancer Code Wellness Book. I'm sending a little token of appreciation for all your efforts, Andrew. Thanks for the donation, Andrew. Liz, via email, thank you for all you've done. Truly, I just want to drop you a note to let you know I appreciate your work and wish you the best. Have you decided on a publication date for the infectious myth with the extra chapter, I hope? Well, if I get over this, I will start to plan the completion of the book. I am hopeful I will. Another Andrew via email. I just wanted to thank you for your brave and important work on viruses, and particularly the current scare. Your work is invaluable. I also appreciate and respect your decision to share details of your cancer journey. Just like the rest of your work, you're continuing to help all of humanity. You should know that you've established a wide network of people around the world who care for and admire you, and I know they are sending love and care and healing energy your way. I am as well. Yes, Andrew, it's overwhelming the outpouring of love and concern for me. And uh, I truly appreciate it. And when I get through this, I will be a different person, a better person. Charlotte, I listened to your podcast about your recent cancer diagnosis. Wow, I'm so, so sorry. And then she sent me uh, some resources on keto and herbs etc. Naomi via email. No worries, David. I saw your health update after I wrote this. Please don't feel like you need to do anything extra. Your work is so invaluable. I pray you will be restored to full health, both physically and spiritually. Sickness is an opportunity to evolve. Your body isn't betraying you. Your body is intelligent and wants to live. Many blessings as you walk through this gate of healing. Puja and Achyutua via email. We've been following your work closely since early this year and I have to say this. You have been a true inspiration and a great mentor. Your work, your research, your effort not only educates, but it inspires us to do more, learn more, be more. A very big thank you for that. Finally, Pamela via email. You're an invaluable voice and mind, not only in the larger scheme of things, but in our present predicament of never-ending psyops. Your show and writings have helped me in more ways than I can express, but I try. Thank you for listening to episode 262 of The Infectious Myth. If you have a comment, question, or suggestion for a future guest, please email me at david.crow at theinfectiousmyth.com. And like us at facebook.com slash theinfectiousmyth. Join our discussion group at facebook.com slash groups slash theinfectiousmyth. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at infectiousmyth. Commit to monthly donations of any amount to infectiousmyth on patreon.com 
or liberapay.com. Until next week, thank you and goodbye. I love you all. Thanks for all your writing to me. And I apologize. I don't have the energy to do a full-length podcast. <laughs>